like big family or something or I don't know. <laughs> that is the most that sounds like a show that they make up inside of a show welcome back to the eight o'clock showing of big family yeah. <laughs> a show that made up inside of a show. welcome to the dl gaming podcast i'm bobby i'm nick i'm amanda i just failed to capture a rat in my uh, garage and i'll get him next time i'll get him next time little bastard uh, I, I took apart the, he, for some reason he's in the, uh, what do you call that thing? A treadmill. And, uh, yeah, I started to take it apart because I knew he was in there. Dogs went crazy. We have two dogs cause we're taking care of one right now. And, uh, he ran away, but I put a rat trap in there and hopefully by the end of this podcast or maybe during the podcast, we're here going to hear Ooh. a just snap, snap, squeak. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Uh, Sam unfortunately bought the foot sized <laughs> rat traps. So it might, just, <laughs> it might just miss him entirely. You know, like it might matrix right out of that. Cause it's a little guy, but we'll see. Have you ever seen uh, rat traps from like 18th century France? No, I have not seen rat traps no. from 18th century traps. They're fucking guns, dude. <laughs> like, uh... like it's a revolver with like a fucking, <laughs> it's and then like they have like it's it's insane All, rat killing has been like the most unique source of like human innovation in history i'm seeing the the most recent one that i was seeing is like this bucket where they go on top and then the bucket just flips and then they all just start falling in the bucket it, it's, oh, i've it's seen that one. one of those humane ones or whatever uh speaking yeah. of rats i'm just gonna end video games um uh innocence a plague tale it's not in it. It's not called that. It's called a plague tale, something like Requiem or something or something. Requiem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that comes out on game pass next week. I have it. Oh, I didn't know this about game pass until today. Um, you can preload stuff that says coming to game pass. So you can just install it and have it ready to go. So nice. that one, that was, uh, the first one was my game of the year for, I don't know, two or three years ago. I really liked that game. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited for the second one. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's a game that could it use some rat traps. the same characters, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, older sister and the little brother. Uh, yeah. they seem to be like a year or two older now. But oh, I jumped the gun on the video games. Days, what do you got about DLGCon? Oh yeah, just gonna make an announcement that DLGCon is officially booked. We've got all the beds booked. It's going to be such a wild, amazing time. If you still want to show up, though, at the house, want to eat some food, hang out with some friends, have still like a good time, but you got your own place, still reach out to me and uh, let's talk about it. So that way then we can just uh, get an idea how many people are going to be there for food and, uh, yeah, talk about game plans and stuff. So look into the next few weeks in Discord to see some updates and some things going on with that. But otherwise, we are booked. So it's very exciting. And if you were like, uh, if you were on the fence or you were seeing if you could get the days off or something like that, you, you're still not out of it. You can definitely like get your own room somewhere else and come hang out during the day and, uh, yeah, and enjoy the festivities. Meet all your favorite casters and uh, arm wrestle me. Um, and yeah, that'll be, it'll be good. Go swimming in a in a lake in a pool. In I'll a bore you to death talking about forty k. Yeah, <laughs> we ha- there's we have a forty k boredom closet that uh, Nick will be running. Uh, also, uh, let's ride bikes. Thank you, man, uh, for the patron uh, patronage, and uh, let's talk about some video games. 
That's right. Hell yeah. We can get Jake, into on the radar. Oh, yours first? You want to talk about the cycle? Oh, wait, no, you have like three. <laughs> wait, no, not you. Amelia has like three, so why don't you go first, buddy? Uh, all right. Thanks, man. Um, so we who are about to die. <laughs> it's uh, So I've always, I mean, for years I've been like, oh, I want to play a Gladiator game. And every time I play one, I'm not happy with it. Either it's too far on the simulation side or it's too far on the cartoony side or whatever. And this, I played the demo. This was during the next fest. This is one of the last ones that I played. And, uh, can you bring it up? Uh, thanks. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's an interesting mix because there is like micromanagement outside of, uh, the fighting with, you know, like, you got to pay your manager and your um, the guy that heals you up in between and stuff like that. There's costs. And I think you can go deep on that if you want, or you could just be, put it on automatic and just let the game take care of it. Um, and then the, the fighting, I've, I've played games like this before, and uh, it, it's almost like a physics game. I, I don't want to call it fumble core because they want to make it work. But, you know, like your right arm is your mouse. So um, if you do a slashing attack from left to right with your mouse, that's what your guy will do if, the, if your arm is available on that side. So if you do a, a right slash left slash, which is very common, a one-two, um, you know, that chains together very well. And then opposite of that, you know, the, the guy, whoever's holding the shield, you can right click and then hold up if you think it's coming from above or whatever. It's cart- it's almost cartoony and like it seems like it's super casual, but I think there's depth there for sure that's going to come out as you play more and more. Um, I'm having a really good time with it. Uh, the, the demo was fun. And I, I'm waiting to see how where this ends up. But out of I mean, I played like 20 demos, guys. I'm probably the most excited about this one. Um, yeah, it was a good time. And uh, it, it feels fleshed out. Uh, at this point, what they're adding is just, uh, you know, extras, I feel like. So, yeah. Like decorations and shit. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Exanima? I did. Yeah, that's how that's that's yeah, the, the first game. Yeah, the looks exactly like it. Yep. That's the first game that play I played. It? I did. I bought it, and then I understand it, and I ran away from it. I might choose it to be the game of the weeks. Yeah, there you go. I really oh, want to play it. We took that away from you. You're not, you're oh, not allowed yeah, to do this right. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? All right, I'll talk about something. Uh, Two Point Campus. So this is coming to Game Pass. Well, it's going to be released pretty soon here. Um, August, I guess not that soon. August 9th, it's coming out. Uh, it will be on Game Pass and I don't think you can preload it yet, even though they have it in there uh, coming mm. soon. Um, I didn't play Two Point Hospital. I love these sim games. I was a huge fan of, uh, you know, Theme Park and uh, Theme Hospital, um, those bullfrog games back in the day. Really, really loved the hospital one. Played a lot of that. So I always wanted to play Two Point Hospital. I believe they gave it away on epic at one point so i do have it and i gotta maybe i'll play that this week i don't know um but two point campus looks like it's going to be a lot like two point hospital except of course it's going to be taking on a uh taking place on a campus where you're going to be managing um 
Yeah, the school, I guess. Yeah, the school, which is an interesting setting. Yeah. Um, what was the uh, what was the school campus simulator that was uh, had the same artwork as? Um, oh, the, uh, prison architect. Yeah, I remember Ac- oh, academia. Yeah, yeah. So this is yeah, really the. I think the only sim game I've played for a school. There's got to be more out there, and maybe I'm forgetting them. But uh, I had a, I put a lot of hours into this. I ended up getting really into this game, and I did enjoy the school setting. Um, so looking forward to experiencing that again with uh, Two Point Campus. Forty bucks on Steam or included in Game Pass. God, it's got to be hurting their bottom line. It has to be. There's no way that it's not. Well, people there's still no buy way. these games on Steam, which is odd. I don't know. It's a, I think it's a regional thing, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, a regional yeah. thing. They may not be able I, to get I've it. seen people on the Total War forums complain that they can't get Total War for free on Game Pass. So I think it, I think it is a regional thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then some games I think are just easier on Steam as well, like Back for Blood. Yeah. Oh, and Chivalry. So the Steam sale is going on literally right now. And I found I found the front page really not confusing, but just odd. So um a lot of the games were full price not a lot. I would say like thirty percent were just full price. They were just advertising games on there. It was weird. Um, uh, but, and free games, like why, why are free games on free anyway? Um, so one of the free games was Smithworks. I saw that and it's a, it seems to be a, um, a first person like, um, overcooked, uh, where you're making weapons for people. So somebody comes and orders a uh, dagger or whatever, a, uh, and you guys run around and try to get, try, try to get it done as fast as possible. And so uh, we're laughing because uh, one of the characters threw, uh, I don't know, the, the the equipment or something through the window to get it out to the smelter as fast as possible. And the other person's working on it. So they're, they're going, you know, overcooked kind of craziness. And it's free. And I was just like, why why haven't we talked about this? Why haven't we played this? So why the fuck not, right? And we've already giggled twice, and we're not even playing it. Well, because there's a there's a matter of urgency to it that you wouldn't normally associate with a blacksmith. It's like a fast order blacksmith. There's a war going on, Bobby. I don't know if you know how important weapons are. By the way, uh, fast. Hopefully, Gordon Smithy can open up. You know, fast fun fact is that um, uh, <laughs> Chris did not like that one. Um, that uh what do you call it? What was he saying? That uh slow oh, Smith. Yeah, yeah. So, because I got <laughs> I got interviewed. Um so anyway. <laughs> I can't handle fucking Christian's reactions. I can't. Okay, Smith. There's a lot of people with the last name Smith because Smiths didn't go to war. They always stayed back and made weapons because they're important. They weren't the so, only thing they were making, clearly. That's why there's so many Smiths. Oh yeah, they were banging everybody because yeah. all the men died in or all the guys <laughs> other ones died. Yeah, back in the uh, yeah, I can't talk today, guys. So we're gonna. I'm gonna just x all my shit out for the rest of the episode, Chris. God, I haven't even drank or anything. I need to drink more. Somebody, that's probably what it is. Yeah. Somebody yeah. take it. Yeah. Somebody take it. I'm gonna go get some more drink. Um, is this game VR ready or it's just nah? Is VR? <laughs> I mean, would be cool. It's, it's it'd be cool. Is this not, it seems like it'd be cool in VR. It's Imagine not, throwing a hammer it's not in VR. VR. Well, it's not a first-person perspective, it looks like. Or really? is it? I don't know. I, I, I see a lot is. of characters. A lot of it is, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think it is. Anyway. 
Well, Game not by. VR, uh, but released on the 17th of June. So it hasn't been out too have long. There been, have there free. been free VR games? I don't, yeah, well, a lot of experiences. A few, yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. But this is cool for a free game. Hmm. Looks interesting. Speaking of a free game, uh, the Cycle Frontier is free. Um, and this game's a little odd. Um, so it's a raid-based shooter in space. Um, and for those who don't know what a raid-based shooter is, it's like a it's like Escape from Tarkov where you kind of bet uh, all the gear that you have currently on you and go into a location and essentially do whatever you need to do. So apparently in this game, there's like resource collecting, there's like hunting, um, but there's also other players and you, you, uh, you're all on this abandoned planet, which has like crazy ass, uh, weather and stuff like that. Um, the unique thing about it is that I think it's the crafting that is more diverse than Tarkov. Um, but a lot of people that are playing it have mixed reviews and I think it's mostly stability stuff from what I've read. Um, I have a couple of friends who've been playing it like crazy. However, my other game like this is called Marauders where it's like, it's like Tarkov in space, but you fly a ship. This seems strictly to be on the ground and killing aliens and then killing other players. Um, but yeah, it's it looks interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they they do do. I mean, they do attempt to sell a game pass, as well as they have the option where you buy the game if you want, where you can buy like the Explorer bundle, like the the like the super expensive bundle, and then you get a bunch of shit in game and like you advance and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's. I think it's pretty cool. No, the developer Jaeger, that's that German company. They, I can't remember what game they made, but I remember there was one that I really liked. Pretty popular, older game. Um, Would you try this out? Uh, possibly. Okay, it's not showing anything else. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of a different developer. Maybe, I don't know. These these usually aren't um, my types of games. I, I have fun with them for a little while, and then I, I give them up pretty quickly. That makes sense. But might be might be fun. Just this is free to play, right? Yep. Yes, it is free to play. Yeah. Then I'd try and like it. I said, they have like the the pay things that you can, where it's like novice bundle, expert bundle, mm-hmm. all this other shit. So Spec Ops: The Line. That's the game I was thinking about. That was uh, developed by Jaeger Games. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I mean, that game. That game's. I know it has a lot of controversy because you're like killing Americans as like an American and stuff. So. Days, you. Uh, right. That was another demo that I downloaded. I have it da- uh, installed, but I didn't play it. Angerfoot. Oh, Angerfoot. Yep, Angry Feats. But no, it's called Angerfoot. Uh, this is another kind of. I guess I'd put it as like a boomer shooter kind of game, um, where you are <laughs> like going through this apartment, just knocking doors down and kicking people in the face to like hard style uh, music. This is by Devolver. Uh, the people that brought you Gorn and Tentacular. And it's just as goofy with that. Like you're going through kicking in, like beating up bad dudes. And it just reminds me, like, I feel like I need a boom box and I'm back to like the nineties or something, just mm-hmm. knocking shit down in a way. And you can kick barrels and hit somebody in the face with that and <laughs> kick a door and kill them with that. And then pick up a gun from a 
octopus hand and shoot everybody with it. This game is ridiculous, but it's fun. And it's very heavy on like the drum and bass and just hard style techno. So it's a blast. It's going to come out in 2023. Did you play the demo? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but yeah, that's the that's the music to it, and uh, yeah, the demo is out now, and it's at it's definitely worth the demo. It's fun. Cool. Uh, Yeah, I was looking at it. Um, it, Interesting with the the like. There's a lot of kicking. A lot of kicking. (laughs) It's probably your strongest weapon. It's just it's inviting you to get as close as you can. Well, of course, because it's one angry foot, dude. It's It's anger foot. foot. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's just kicking with the left foot. Yeah. Yeah. That's the angry one. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, never got to play soccer. The right one's just passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, dude. That's gonna be the DLC right uh passive aggressive foot. Nobody's gonna buy it. PA foot. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely I can definitely recommend the demo. It's pretty fun. Cool. Release date is twenty twenty three, so a little while on that. Yeah. What do you think? There's like a pickup? Oh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna buy it? Yeah. Uh depends how much it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Good. I don't think it's really necessarily worth more than twenty bucks because it's just kind of the same shit. But that that shit is fun, right? So it's yeah. nice. Uh, so I got a message from Pancakes um, on on Steam. He is a long time listener since the very beginning, and he refuses to get on Discord. So he sends me Steam messages once a year, probably. So I like to give him a little bit of it. Uh, notoriety when he when he does anyway uh he said that he's been playing generation zero he didn't hear maybe he didn't hear you cover it bobby when you played it but he was saying that it's on game pass now and it's on a very it's a it's in a really good spot uh they've been working on it and stuff blah 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 and uh that he's having a really good time with it and uh recommended it so uh, and bobby you didn't hate it you just there wasn't a lot right yeah, so I played it at a few different stages right when it came out in beta, and it definitely needed some work then. But then I went back to it because there's someone else on the Discord that plays quite a bit of it. So we all jumped into it maybe a year ago, probably less. And yeah, we had a good time. You could probably um, describe what it is more than I could. Yeah, so it came out when those... Um, what do you call those games like Daisy? It's not a crafting survival game, but it is a survival game. Uh, What's that? Hardcore survival. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's like a survival game where you just have to scavenge and pick up weapons and, and uh, kill enemies. Although it, uh, this one was one of the first ones to actually have, have like a storyline or a campaign to it. So you are working towards something and it takes place in the eighties, I believe in Sweden think in Stockholm, and you're fighting these uh, robotic um, machines that some of them look very similar to the uh, Boston Dynamic machines, uh, and they have su- specific weak points. The gunplay is, is pretty satisfying because you have to make sure that you hit it uh, in those weak points, and it is very challenging. But yeah, if you have a group of people to play with, this game can be pretty fun. Uh, it, it is a time commitment, though. Sounds good. I mean, God, I wish we played video games together. We just <laughs> never do. The schedules, yeah, schedule. My schedule is so off right now, but we don't, we're almost done with that goddamn stadium. So nice, yeah. You know, you're just building a giant stadium. The, the, the first game is in September, September third. Hmm. Bobby, Sea of Thieves. How could it be on the radar? Have you been playing it? <laughs> I have been playing a lot of it. I've had some great runs and some bad runs, man. I've had some really tough ones. So I did a uh, Legend of the Veil. So when you when you rank up to uh, 
50 in these three different factions, which is a lot of work, you can get, uh, you become a pirate legend and you get access to these other quests and things. I'm not there yet, but sometimes I tag along with other people who happen to be there. Mm -hmm. And you can do these quests called Legends of the Veil, and they're a lot of fun, um, but they're a lot of work. So anyway, I did one of those, and then we we're pulling into a, a port and we're going to sell all our stuff. And I get like a work email or something. And yeah, I answer those off hours. It's a problem. But, uh, so I, I all tab over to that and I'm like, okay, this is kind of important. And I'm like, I'm writing an email. And then, um, I notice in the background, my character is dead. So I all tab back and sure enough, somebody has just shot me. And this was a stupid thing. And it's a, a lesson you just got to learn, but somebody shot me right as we were pulling in and took, uh, we had a ton of loot, but m most importantly was this little Athena statue, which gives you rank with, with the Athena, which especially for me is like very valuable, but they just took that and turned it in. So like everything that we had done, like I'm talking like maybe two hours of this, this uh, journey that we went on, this Legend of the Veil, just totally wasted. Um, just like that, gone in a second. At, back at the port, that's like the hottest of all spots, right? Like that, that's the most. It most, can be most it, likely it, place to get ambushed. Um, I mean, if you're going to Reapers, then yeah, definitely. But uh, I don't even know if we were flying an emissary flag. It was just bad luck that somebody else happened to be there. And this guy was obviously like he had this big fancy gun and he like knew what he was doing. So, um, you know, this is obviously someone who's been playing a long time. But you can just you really can spend a lot of time in that game and then just have nothing to show for it, which is really unfortunate, I think. I mean, yeah, that's the game. It's the pirate life, right? You know, it can all be taken <laughs> away from you. It's the pirate um, life for me. But it is, it, it does suck when that, when that yeah, happens. Yeah, of course, dude. Yeah. That's rough. But the reason I put it on On the Radar was because Season 7 is coming up and they've announced some pretty big changes to the game. Eh, big might be overstating a little bit. Um, it's coming up in end of July, the 21st, I believe. And they're adding some things that I am really surprised were never in the game before. You can name your boat, you can save custom loadouts. So you can pretty much like, and you can also customize the interior of the cabin now, which you couldn't do before, but it's, it's odd that you could never do that before. Like they have all these cosmetics and every time you start a new game, you have to go to somebody and you have to. Uh, pick out the cosmetics that you want, but now you can just save it. So it's like you have your own ship. Yeah, plus you can yeah. give it a name, and the name is displayable. And they specifically said it can't be any dirty words. Um, I'm sure people will find oh, yeah, they'll uh, find their way. Yeah, uh, but they're also doing some, I guess, quality of life changes. They're going to make things easier to turn in. They didn't specify exactly how that is going to play out, but it looks like there's going to be one person that you can turn all your stuff into, and it'll go to the proper faction. Yeah, that shit's ridiculous. I've always the, the turning that was in ridiculous. is yeah. It's and I hope they do more than that because what happens in this game is you go on these big journeys and you end up collecting lots of treasure chess goblets jewelry you know what just all sorts of items and you have to run every single one of those into an npc and there's different npcs that get different things so eventually you know who gets what i mean i do like the part where you can get taken for all your booty at the end i do kind of mm -hmm. like that yeah it makes things exciting and yeah you got to be on your guard but it takes uh, i mean if you go on like a big run and you get a ton of treasure and then you you pull up to the dock even with like a full team of like three or four people it, it's going to take you a while of just like pick this up run it in turn it in pick it up run yeah. it in turn it in you know it's just over and over and over again 
Um, and they've kind of improved it with a little harpoon gun. So you can like pick up treasure quickly and put it on board, but still it's just like this, this weird little lull in the game that just exists like at the end of every run. And if you don't do that boring part, you don't get any of your loot. The reason you're out there in the first place. Yeah. It doesn't give you anything. So yeah, I do think they need to look at that a little bit, but yeah, and they'll have a bunch of the cosmetic stuff too. So, um, that'll be cool. I just kind of wonder, like, um, if if the one guy that handles all, you know, the one NPC, right, if he's going to be, like, deeper, maybe at the top of the mountain or something, where it's going to be harder to get to him. You know what I mean? You still have to, you, you need to have the gankers have the ability to take you still. Yeah, although if they're going to get you, it's usually not in town. It's usually on your ship. Yeah. I, um... This is one of those games that when people have fancy shit in the game, you're like, oh, yeah, you've sank in a lot of time in this game. Like some like games like in Halo and shit, you can buy most of the cosmetics and stuff. But in Sea of Thieves, yeah, it's all it earned, right? It's, huh? all, it's all earned. Yeah. I Everything mean, fancy is earned. Which I do like about that. It's just cosmetics because you can't get a better sword or a better gun. You can only just get different looking cooler looking stuff yeah and yeah uh, and that's it there's really nothing better about any of like like the lantern or you know whatever you upgrade there's really no performance benefit to it hmm. so it, it does create an even playing field I'm glad you're having a good time with this man yeah it's, a, it's like you always wanted that pirate game and now i feel like you finally have it yeah well i don't think it was there when the game first came out i remember being pretty bit disappointed yeah. in sea of thieves when it initially came out but you know if they're on sea they're coming up on season seven they've obviously um done a lot to the game since then and it continues to uh to change and i think it's in a good spot so last time i played it i played through the i don't know it was kind of like pve I was playing like a PV3, PVE like mission with Johnny Depp in it and that whole thing. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Like, is that available always or did mm-hmm. you? Okay, and you've done them all? No, I haven't done those. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I know what you're talking about. It, you can select it from the main screen. Um, but yeah, I, I just haven't done any of those. Okay, I think, uh, well, it it's like you're on the ride. Um you know, it has a lot of the same things and stuff. I, I liked it. I thought it was good. A lot of a more puzzly type stuff that you work out together. Yeah. As long as you don't have somebody who already did it, like Captain Gummy, who just did all the... Well, actually, he's like, oh, let's see if you guys figure it out. And gave us a little bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's great to play with, with uh, Sea of Thieves, for sure. Man definitely knows how to be a captain. He does. Yeah. It's in the name. Yeah. I'll be right back. Well, speaking right. of captaining, uh, let's steer the ship in a different direction of games that we have played. Uh, so touching up on the highlights. Let's have Nick go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's definitely get you to go first. Tell me about that Final Fantasy, dude. Man, I so um, when, when this was announced, I was super excited because the first, I don't know, since this game, since this game, came, the original game came out until I was like, I was trying to figure out how old I was when I was playing this. I think it was like 16. Um, Till when, I don't know what the next game it was. EverQuest probably was the next one at like 23. This was my favorite game of all time. And um, I loved it. I talked about it last week, how I got stuck. I never beat it. 
and um when this came out i was like the the when this got announced that it was going to be remade i was super excited about it and you know you see you see the graphics and you compare the two i was i was showing sam what i had to play through i had to jack off to and what i get to jack off to now um it's i mean completely i'm talking about tifa chris tifa uh, but yeah, it's a gigantic, we're talking about 30 years or something like that, 23 years, something like that. Um, yeah, it, gigantic, gigantic graphical leap. And, um, I was curious how I was even going to like it, but it was on sale for 20% off the day it came out. I was like, how am I not going to get it? I said I was going to get it. So I bought it and I was sure I wasn't going to like it. I was sure because I was like. You know, you guys have heard me talk shit about Japanese games for years now. Like, uh, I'm just like, I'm over it. I don't like their storylines, over complex, all the, all this stuff, the their um, emotes, the way they emote, stuff like that. All the, the uh, uh, like Nick, uh, Nick always talks about that shit. And, there, and there's some of that, not overly done, but like, uh, uh, you know, just that, that the kind of like, un. <laughs> they're not saying anything, but they're saying something, you know. Anyway, um, that's in there, but it's not overly done. The uh, I'll, I'll just cut to it. I mean, I love this game, and I don't know why. Um, it looks fucking fantastic. That's for sure. Um, the uh, and this is new to me. You guys probably all know about this, but Final Fantasy switched over to this kind of like action. RPG over from turn base. So there's no longer, you know, your four guys versus their four guys and they each take turns and you know, you um you do what you do in response to each other. Now you're almost playing a full on arc action RPG like The Witcher, let's say. Like you're you're having that kind of combat going on, Witcher combat. Just like sword slash in, whatever. But every time that somebody's timer is up, you can uh, slow down time. You don't freeze it. You slow it down considerably. I would say, you know, you're going down to one-tenth. And then from there, you can select an item you want to use, like a health potion, or you can... You're basically just telling them what to do. Uh, You could uh, use an ability at that point. And it's... It's a really, I mean, I I really enjoy this. I think it's great um, because you have to look at what's going on in the battlefield. What ability would be best for this move in, depending on where the bad guys are, where you are. You have to consider all these things before you use a big move. And you, all your characters have a timer. So... Let's see. You're playing. You're always playing as Cloud. He's your main character. But then, if Team Tifa's ability um, or her timer came to full, you you can switch over to anybody at any point, even during the action sequences, and then uh, fill up their action sequences uh, even more, and then get it. Then you can do their abilities. And then I've gotten to the point now that. Uh, I'm starting to use their abilities in concert with each other. 
And it's uh, super satisfying. We're like, oh, this character pops him up in the air, and this one goes and does an amazing combo. So I'll do one right after the other. Um, that's it's very fun, very satisfying. Also, there's this like staggering um, mechanic that usually it only works on bosses because they're the only ones that have enough health pool for this. So you kind of it's kind of like getting somebody rocked in a real fight, like somebody getting them dizzy. You want to kind of pile it on, right? Pile on the damage, pile on the damage until the point where they're staggered. And then once they're staggered, you can, you're doing double or triple damage, but it, it, you're playing a little game because you don't want to use all your abilities to get them staggered. And there's just be able to like hit them with your sword. When you, once you get them staggered, there's like a little balancing act where you want to get them staggered yet still have enough juice to do maximum damage once they're down on one knee or whatever. And all of this is happening in like this pseudo real time. You got to be thinking about like what you're actually doing with your character what positioning. Uh, there's blocking. You have, you know, you're playing, like I said, the Witcher uh, combat but then you have all these other levels that you're thinking about for multiple characters as well. And you're not, it's not all thrown at you at one time. And it's not over. Like uh, I, I never felt overwhelmed at any point. Like I'm getting eased into this, but I'm playing it so much. And there's a couple of things that I really like about the game that helps me as like a dad with kids and dogs and rats and cats all running around at the same time. Uh, it loads up in like, 30 seconds you can save at any point uh, except for like during a cutscene, which you can skip or even save during the cutscene. like it's all set up for you to just jump in jump out as much as, as you can as you want and i've been doing that like a ton i'm you know any little point that i'm like okay uh i can't play anymore i just save walk away and then as soon as i'm ready I'm up and running in 30 seconds. And, you know, that's why I play Binding of Isaac a lot of the time because it's up and running in 15 seconds, you know, and it's jump in, jump out. So a game of this depth that has jump in, jump out is not very common. And so I, I really appreciate that as a, a dad and, a, you know, guy that's trying to take care of all these critters. It I always really think- efficient. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's all right. Didn't know if you were going to say more. Um, it, it always reminds me of, I was watching like a, I think it was a 20th anniversary of Wolfenstein. Um, and uh, John, uh, John Carmack was doing, uh, he, he was talking about the game while playing it. And he was talking about how- this game. No, no. Oh. Wolfenstein. Oh, gotcha. Because it was like a 20th anniversary special edition thing. Um, but he was talking about how he wanted people to be able to get into the game just like that. Mm-hmm. So if you load up Wolfenstein, you can press enter like two or three times and you're playing the game just mm. instantaneously. And I always think about that when I'm sitting through like five splash screens that I can't skip past when loading up a game. And I'm just it? like, God, I really wish borderlands games are the worst. Yeah. Take two interact. <laughs> and then fucking <laughs> fucking eight other subsidiaries that go after that. And you just can't skip past them. It's the worst. Yeah. It's terrible. And a lot it, of times you can go online and find, um, like hacks you can do to, yeah. uh, 
bypass yeah. those, which are totally worth it, by the way, because that's just ridiculous. Like, make me watch them the first time. I'll sit through them the first yeah, time. That's acceptable. Yeah, it's acceptable. Make me watch them. And then that that's it after yeah. that. It's just too much overhead. Christian's got the video up here of the YouTube video I'm talking about. It's worth checking out. Um, it's, it's pretty funny because he talks about how, like, everybody would... Um, they, they called it snubbing where you just run up against the wall and you continually press a uh, space bar just to find the, the secrets. secrets, but just like, Oh God, if you played these games, like some of the stuff he talks about is so nostalgic here, but it's a great commentary. So back to final fantasy. Well, I was going to say, wow. yeah, like, uh, I mean, aren't a lot of the final fantasy games like pretty fast with like the loading screens from what i don't know i, I haven't played oh, one okay. in while, years yeah. and years and years um and i haven't played one with this uh combat style hmm. i know that they switched over at 20 uh, at um 15 final fantasy yes. 15 was the first one these games are this. not very final they are not they go on and on and on <laughs> Whose fantasy is, is finally? <laughs> well, anyway, I'm fucking really enjoying it. I can highly recommend it. It was 20% off. I picked it up. I think, I know it's not going to happen, but I, 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 in my heart of hearts, I think that I'm going to finish this game. Uh, I'm going to try to stay on the main story quest, but then the, the little girl, she lost her cats. I had to find her cats. And then, um, so this, the writing at times can be like, the way I interpret it is like childish. It's just like, yeah, it, it feels like high schoolers, you know, talking to each other and stuff. But then, you know, pretty regularly, I'll be surprised by something they say, and it'll catch me off of off guard, and I'll laugh out loud, or I'll be endeared, and yeah, man, I love everything about it. And the game itself, while you're playing it, looks like a CGI trailer for something. The entire game, the entire yeah. game looks. Uh, I mean. Yeah, maybe I, I still give Star Wars probably number one top spot best graphics I've ever seen. Um, but this is uh, very close to that. Very close. Wow. I feel like a lot of uh, like Japanese games are made super well. You know what also is made really, really well by <laughs> Japanese? Panama Hotel. That's where I stayed this last weekend in Seattle. Ooh. It is a 1910 Japanese hotel. I, I had to put it on my highlights. I know it's not video games. I'm sorry, but it was so cool. I had cool. to put it on. It's cool. This, uh, like in the 1940s after Pearl Harbor, when a lot of Japanese Americans were sent to internment camps in Seattle, there is like a Chinatown international district. And there was a hotel called the Panama hotel where the owners were really close with their community members. And so what they did is they, um, stored all of their stuff because everybody thought that they were going to be coming back. They were like, oh, this is just a little thing that we have to do, and then we'll come right back home. Well, spoiler, they didn't. Like, uh, It was a mix of people dying, people resettling and kind of staying where they were to make a new life. And this lady that is right now showing in this video that we pulled up, she's showing the basement of this hotel where they've kept it up to date and kept a lot of the original things uh, just as they were from like the 1910s and 1940s. And this she's showing right now is like a Japanese bathhouse that they still had that were working all the way up until like the late 1960s when they started having water problems. And they have in the same basement, like all of those people's stuff 
from the 1940s that left for the internment camps, completely undisturbed, exactly as it was. And they have a tea house that's attached to this hotel because you could stay in the hotel, but they have a tea house attached to it with a super cute cat named Mew Mew that walks around and you can pet her and she's super friendly. But they also have this really cool like glass flooring that looks directly down uh, into the basement where you can see all of the original stuff. It was such a cool place, especially to stay in. I've never stayed in like a, a living museum, but dude, it was crazy though. Like as a, as a bigger chick, like getting into that bed, they had the original like springs. No so I, way, but, dude. Yeah, dude. So like it was an operation to get into the damn bed. Like <laughs> I was sharing my bed with my buddy because we wanted to save money. So that way that we could go out and spend more of the money on the food. Cause yeah, the Japanese food around here was incredible. Like we had some amazing sushi. The best, the best sushi I've ever had was like around here in Seattle and it was right around the corner and yeah, like it was incredible, but the bed dude was so ridiculous. Like one at a time had to get in and like you had to settle because the thing was so bouncy. I, so many times I thought I was going to fall off, but once you settled in, it was very comfortable. It was a very comfortable mattress, but it was wild. It was like, you could not move and adjust and like, Oh, don't sneeze or cough because then you're just going to fall out of the bed, dude. Bounce away like it's crazy dude i gotta stay here when I, if i ever go to seattle or yeah it was yeah, so cool insane and that lady is right there i met her as soon as i left my room i saw her walking out and like she's just hanging out all the time and talking to everybody she's been all over the world like she's just super passionate about this place and takes care of it and they've got a whole team and stuff that tells you about the history when you like stay there and they have all these amazing recommendations and it's just they really have a lot of passion towards keeping it as preserved as it once was back in like when it was first built because yeah when the first japanese came over and japanese americans started in the like logging industry and in the and like chopping down all the wood when they first moved to seattle and so they built that completely it was japanese architects it was just it's it's really cool. It's such might a be cool going place. in August. This sounds great. Yeah. It's such a such a dude, mind. You're fun. not gonna fit in those fucking beds, dude. I was uh-huh. surprised. You totally could. Nah, you can sleep. It's a trip though, one at a time and settle in, you know, <laughs> keep your arms and legs in the carriage, dude, because it's a bumpy ride, <laughs> that's for sure. Emilia's gonna wake up, <laughs> touch the bed, and Emilia's gonna fly out the fucking window. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. <laughs> dude. It's so worth it though. Those, so cool. Those beds remind me of the ones in basic training. Um, so as I'm six, I'm six two, and my heels would touch the end of the bed. But we had a guy who was six seven, and his fucking like legs were hanging at the end of it, dude. That's, uh, and I can't, I just can't imagine staying here. It's <laughs> wild. Fitting. It was, it was definitely a trip, but it was, it was so cool. It was one of the coolest places I've ever stayed in. So she was there before it was built, right? Because. Uh... She looks like she was. No, dude, this was built in 1910. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you think she's 113 years old? Yeah, Jesus. That's the problem with the industry these days. So, Nick, tell me about Industria. Oh, nice. <laughs> speaking of. <laughs> speaking of. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel like it's been forever since we've been in here. It's only been a week, right? Did we go early last week? I don't week? even know, dude. <laughs> I have no clue. No? All right. 
So Industrial is a very unique-ish game. Um, so it's sitting at like a 3.7 on a lot of people's radars, and I think I know why. Um, the game has a interesting beginning. Um, I'm going to touch on some spoilers because it it took me two hours and five minutes to beat the game. Oh. Um, and that's with leaving it on for 15 minutes when I went to go hang out with my daughter. Um, so it's very bare minimum as far as like how many guns there are. Like there's no attachments for any guns. The, ga- the game is not focused around combat in the sense of um, like it's fully fleshed out. Like you can only do so much in two hours. Um, with this, with this in mind, it's all about the story and what the story is about is a, it's about these two scientists and you find out they they're married. Um, and it's 1989 Berlin. And for those who don't know, that's three years before the wall went, uh, came down or two years. I can't remember, uh, the Berlin wall. Um, and, the male scientist, the husband, uh, develops this machine or activates this machine, and he's teleported in a completely different location. Like, ne- like none of the names of the cities sound any relevant or real at all. Um, you, as your as the inquisitive wife, follow him uh, and go into the machine as well. However, when you get there, you realize it's been twenty years after he arrived. And so even though you got in the machine two hours after he did, it's been 20 years since. And in this world that you're teleported to, um, energy is not confined by like outlets and stuff like that. It's all wireless. And so if you're looking in the trailer, if you ever look at the trailer, you see like these balls with a lot of holes inside of them attached to these big wires. And what ends up happening is everything in your house is powered by those things. It's like a Wi-Fi. Exactly, but it's power. Power, right? Yeah. Um, And it turns... I'm not going to spoil the main twist of the game. The game is essentially you fighting Boston Dynamics (laughs) uh, and Tesla (laughs) robots. Are you you the wife or are you the husband? You're the wife. Okay. You're the wife. Yeah. And so, um, man, did this game have some bugs? Um, I could see through a lot of stuff at some points. Um, the, the, the saving is not intuitive whatsoever. Like you can use, it it saves automatically, but it also saves, um, there's typewriters you can save on. However, when you load a game, it doesn't load the game that you were most recently playing or the save you were most recently playing. It just, it just chooses whatever ones are the top of the list. And that's not always the latest one. Um, the it's, mm, I liked it a lot and it sells itself as a horror game, but I was only ever scared twice. Um, two hours, I guess that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Was it creepy? The ambiance. So the ambiance is creepy. I think they could have done a little bit more with what the story is about because you're teleported in this location and there's no other humans. Um, and you would expect after like a robot siege and genocide that there would be corpses in places. Um, there was also very obvious parts where, so it's, it's also a physics game. So you use boxes and like other items to jump on top of them and you move things around and you end up, 
um, you end up having to use all kinds of physics and stuff. And even though you can easily get over a wall, there might be an invisible wall there because that's not the way you're intended to go over that wall. Um, that happened to be about four or five times. Um, I'm getting some heavy Half-Life 2 vibes, man. Like, um, you're seeing, like, technology attached to older buildings. You're seeing giants walk by. Did you get any of those vibes while you're playing? So, and that's, and so this is, this is my, it goes from a four and a half to three and a half for me, is what you just brought up. Mm. There's so much stuff in the game that can be used to develop more, but I really think that either funding stopped or something happened and they just had to push out the game because it took me an hour and 45 minutes to get through the first three chapters. And I'm like, and I saw the time to beat and it says like three hours. So I'm like, dude, I'm like halfway. What's up? Like, it's going to be some cool stuff. Eventually what ends up happening is the last chapter is just a cutscene. You, you run to a point and then it's a, it's a cutscene. The second to last one is just a survival mission that takes like all of eight minutes, even if you're incompetent. And so like the last two chapters, which you would think has a bunch of shit to do has nothing to do really. Like there's some achievements you can get for walking to a secret spot and doing something, but there's no like crazy combat or there's no like, uh, like bosses. That's another thing. There's no bosses in this game, which you would think the giant robots walking, uh, around. walking yeah. around would be probably like the whole time I saw them, I was like, holy shit, that's probably a boss. Like eventually I'll fight it. Um, this is one of those games that in the beginning it, you can miss guns. Like you can miss the shotgun. You can miss the pistol. You can miss the submachine gun. However, eventually they, it does force you to use them. Um, but it, it's it's good if you like sci-fi, if you like horror-esque games. If you, if you would consider yourself someone that plays most games on normal, I would probably play this game on hardcore. Because at the end of the game, I had full ammo on every gun. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know. Um, but yeah, um, right now, I think it's on sale for $14. I would definitely say for $14, it's worth it. All right. Uh, I was going to say one last thing. Uh, Half-Life 2, there's a uh, VR mod. Somebody's modding it completely into VR, so you can play the entire game in VR. I don't know if it's live yet, but it's out there. Somebody's working on it, and I I think it's very close or it's out. Like, uh, yeah, we're not going to have to wait very long for it. Who's next? Not me. Uh, well, wake up, wake uh, up, guys. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I played a, a lot of Elder Scrolls Online High Isle like I wanted to. Um, I have two champion level tunes. The one that I always take for a story-driven one is my like assassin character. I barely use her for combat at all because i sneak around and i stealth and i just like one shot everything with the dark brotherhood dlc it allows you to do that and so that character i take for an expansion pack like this one which is supposed to be much more focused on story and like political things going on and yet like a, a vampire insurgents in a way and then they've got also two like pirates and a whole ship 
kind of mechanic of going to these other islands because you're on like an arch. Uh, oh, I always fuck up this word. It's an archipelago. Yeah, an arch archipelago. Archipelago. Yeah. Archipelago. Yeah. They, so you're kind of you're staying in there, and that's what the high aisles and everything is with that. But they've also introduced too like a um, a card game inside of it where you compete with these people and you can get a whole bunch of rewards based on that. And I played quite a bit of the card game. Um, essentially you get handed, believe it is five or six cards and they'll have like, you get one coin or you get one power or you can do this thing where you can basically sacrifice a card and then get a certain amount of money and all these little things in there. But it's like super watered down. I mean, you would want to think that it's like something similar to magic, the gathering, but not really. It's very, very watered down. And your whole point is that you're trying to, during your turn, gather as much power as you can because at the end of your turn your power whatever you have turns into prestige and the higher prestige you have the more you're likely to win but it also is more based on like kind of time like i went and beat i was beating people like 40 to 30 of prestige is what i had but they have in, introduced these patrons and these are these patron cards and they have requirements of how you can gain their favor and so there's four patron cards per game and if you can get all four patrons then they you know take you it's kind of like the binding of isaac card game yeah, yeah, has some similarities to, say, yeah, to that souls. yeah with the four souls kind of thing but it's that's not so the much only more. way to win or that's just it's not the way only to way to win, but it's an instant way to win. So even if uh, the other person is beating you, like say they have like 30 prestige and you have five, like if you get all four of those in favor, then you win. Mm. So you can kind of do that. But like, I don't know. I'm not too sold on the game. I think it's pretty simple in a way. And I just it's card game. The card game. Yeah. The card game, I'm not the biggest fan of. I feel like it's a it's a dud. But maybe I'm wrong, and maybe there's somebody listening that's just like, oh, you're full of shit. You don't even know, bro. Yeah, like the, and that's fair. That's fair. I was playing it a little bit, and I was like, nah, I'm bored. I'd rather go into the story. So then I left, yeah. and I started playing so more how's the high aisle? I like the story so far. I Oh, I want to take, dude, the fucking voice acting. So typically through these games and through story games, even though I love story games, I don't normally like to listen to a lot of the voice acting just because I don't like other people reading me a story. I can read typically a lot faster than how they're saying it. So I read too fast. So I like to just kind of go through it and read it all, but at my own pace. Show off whatever but like, so. i can't even read she's over here yeah read shaming me well somebody's literacy, somebody's got a literacy cover, shaming me somebody's got a cover story on this fucking podcast so. oh laura bailey she's but, from um critical role well i was gonna say there is a lot of really good voice actors and in, in this expansion like the voice acting so good that i actually don't want to read i just let them read it out mm. because like it's becoming more of an just a fun immersive experience like pippin from fucking lord of the rings is in it like i just ran into his character billy Boyd. that's who i'm talking about yeah like and so they've got some really good actors and that to me was like one of the biggest noticeable things was just like whoa they upped the uh voice acting game for sure because now i just enjoy listening to it and so far it's very interesting it's a lot more kind of investigative a little more like political heavy which is what i personally would expect in like the breton land but it's uh it's still cool and it's fascinating and there's a whole like ship mechanic there's these like funny little moments that have already happened where i was just in the um in the port city i think they call it something stupid like glug hog or something it's some weird stupid name but like, glug hog is what they called me in college <laughs> yeah i don't know it's this like the starting city in a way of uh 
uh, of the high aisle and so you're there in the port and there's this like ship going around just in circles around the city and there's just a bard on it singing and like it's little things like as he gets further away it gets softer as he gets closer to you it gets louder but it has a way of just kind of like stopping you and being like where the fuck is that coming from and then finding it and they have all these little things added to that and I love that kind of detail for something like an MMO you know like that's mm-hmm. it's really special it's like it's there if you pay attention to it it really can feel like Skyrim or a Bethesda game but you could play with a bunch of your friends because i did a bunch of veteran dungeons as well with some sweaty fucking people playing this and was like because i joined with my assassin who i don't even know how she is in combat because i almost never play her <laughs> in combat and then F- buddy fastidious was like well, we're gonna jump into dungeons here just copy this build but like i don't know how to use the build mm. so we're going around and everybody's like kick this person she's a newbie uh, and i'm like yeah kind of i don't play this character for that shit but it's very confusing because i'm like a high level <laughs> <what's> <laughs> so, you, so but that that's a, that is interesting though in a way because if somebody's just not good at I'm not saying you're not. I'm oh, saying yeah. if people aren't good at mechanics or like handling their, uh, an ability, uh, you can level up regardless of being good at video games, let's say. Is that possible? Is that what you're so saying? rude. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm no. I know you what you're saying. You yeah, have yeah, another yeah. character. I, I do. I have another character that's strictly for PvP and right, dungeoning, I mean. who is yeah, the yeah. sweaty character. And that's exactly. why I thought this would be very funny right, to yeah, try yeah. and play my character who literally avoids combat. Like, that <laughs> is my game mechanic yeah. with that character. Does and that then put him into a dungeon. a little bit if you just sneak all the way to the boss and kill no, the boss? No, I don't think so, dude. Yeah. I don't think so at all. Because it's like... It adds a whole like fun element of a stealth game then mm. because they're walking around, they're on patrols. So right, like, right, right. and then there's even some, especially when you do like the thieves guild and especially obviously the dark brotherhood DLC and storyline, like you can jump in things and hide them. And, and like hide your person from somebody that's oh. walking by. And that's like, that's what you'll find in the quest lines for the dark brotherhood and stuff like that. But there's things like kind of hidden throughout the, the game that like you can get away with, with doing stuff like that with, mm. and it's just so much fun. And so no, I love it. I, you know, when I played um, elder scroll Skyrim, I played a very stealthy character who mostly just shot things from far away. And it's because I am a little sissy with spiders. So I was like, Nope, you're going to keep your distance <laughs> and I'm going to kill you in a distance. And then I'm going to focus on the story. But you want to guess what I played? What did you play on Skyrim? What you know, a tank, a yeah. Nord, yeah, just a big just guy, a with big a big, guy with big, big stick. yeah, with a big yeah. stick. That's how I played wow, Oblivion. We're too similar, man. I played two handed. Yeah. That's I, I yeah. always play every Elder Scrolls game that way. The first time I play it, just two handed, big dumb orc. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty, though, of like a game like this, though, because I think they allow you, I want to say, six characters right off the and bat. You're playing that you playing different can make. games. And you can play totally different games. Yeah. When I play my uh, like battle tank healer, like it's a totally different experience. Absolutely different game. I play it in an entirely different way with experiences and all in a different setup, but it's still the same Elder Scrolls world as when I'm diving into the story and I'm being like a stealthy serial killer because i sometimes just try and kill a whole city to see if i can do it <laughs> and i can <laughs> and not, not just that though like um not not just the gameplay has changed but also the dialogue and the story has changed because if you know there'll be options like intimidate but your strength has to be plus 15 to do that intimidate or there'll be like uh, whatever lying but your charisma or whatever it was but there's only certain story directions you can go with with certain builds and mm. you'll never know those unless you replay the game or 
you know, you have a very well-versed character that's spread out throughout their, their stats. So that's why these games are so good and why people love them so much. It's not just the combat that's different. It's also the story. Yeah, and it's also, even just with the combat, there are totally different styles and ways to play it based on like how you want to block and run and utilize your skills that you have to play a certain style. So you can get super sweaty with this game for sure, but you also can just kind of be like, everybody fuck off, I want to dive into the story and the quest and play completely by yourself, which is, I love this game for that. And High Isle, I think so far, is really promising. There were a lot of people that said that it reminded them of Somerset, which, in my opinion, is the best like DLC uh, you can get with Elder Scrolls because the story it takes place on the High Elf Elmiri land, and it is one the prettiest one they have. It is stunning, and this is very beautiful in its own unique and different way too. It um, I don't know how to put my finger on it other than like it has like this yeah like a medieval. I mean, it's a Breton land, but it's. It's much more beautiful than I was expecting it to be. Uh, High Isle is that what I'm talking about? But I mean, because the game like Somerset, I expected it to be gorgeous. But it's, I think it's really promising, and I am kind of with people that have said that it kind of brings them back to a more Somerset feel, and with the story as well. I think it's so far very promising. You guys want to know what I played in Skyrim? What? Do you want to know? Yes. Do you guys want to know? I. I, uh, a blacksmith in Riverwood, and I start a little family there. Uh, like after you fight the first dragon, they say, uh, go to the capital and talk to the king. And, uh, I never really, I'm not really for, I just want to live a simple life, right? So I got a little house there, and, uh, my blacksmithing's at like a hundred, and I run like a really cool shop, and, uh, I married a local girl. And uh, we just fish on the river, and the weirdest thing, the dragons never came back or anything, so I think it was probably for the best. You just wanted to be an NPC? <laughs> yeah. NPC simulator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of, of NPC, I'm going to be a little bit of an NPC in the background as you guys and Mila talk a bit about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm just Hell quickly yeah. going to talk about Stolen Realm. I just want to give it a shout out. I've talked about this uh, game for a couple times. It's a uh, Dungeons Dragons like uh, type game. Uh, it's all grid based on little hexes, hexagons, and stuff. Um, it, everybody can, all the players can take their turn at the same time, and you just hit end turn when you're done. And uh, then the enemies take their turn, and then you go on again for another round. It's like D and D and fast forward, and I love this game. I played it again to get today with uh, with uh, JP Diddy, and we had a great time. Even though we just picked it up for like twenty minutes, and it, it you can play up to six players online, and we haven't ever, we've never been past two. So I'm looking forward to cool. yeah. I want to play with more people. That I mean, even somebody who has no idea what how role playing works or. Dungeons and Dragons or stat points or any of that works like it's kind of intuitive and um, I was yeah I really enjoy this game um, Stolen Realm is worth a pickup and uh, I'm going to be reaching out to them because I want to talk to them and you know they deserve a lot more sales than what they're getting I feel like um, there's not a whole lot of reviews on Steam they're at like 650 they should be in the thousands especially with a 90% review score so yeah there we go. Um, ne so next up is our game of the weeks. 
And uh, Bobby said he wanted to play some Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles was on Game Pass. And how'd that go for you, Bobby? So I didn't pick this game. You did. What? So. No. I told you it was available. And you were like, yeah, let's do that. I yeah, I agreed to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, wasn't it, was, really it was your turn to pick the game. Okay. But that's all right. I was planning on playing this game anyway. And, of course, I loved it because I played the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all the arcade games, uh, you know, back when I was a kid. And they pull so much from not only the arcade games, the old arcade games, and the Nintendo Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, 2 but also the TV show and the movie. So the cartoon, like there's constant references to that. Um, and they've got a lot of playable characters. You can play up to six people on a screen, which gets pretty busy. It's a, it's a brawler beat em up game. It's got the usual um, drawbacks of that kind of game. Although I will say from a, uh, a mechanical game gameplay standpoint, it's actually pretty good. I, the problem with these... Um, these types of games is they were originally developed just to steal quarters from you at the arcade. So you take the Simpsons game, for example, like that game is impossible to beat on one quarter, right? Like the the game is just like that. Yeah. There's unfair damage. That's unavoidable. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's going to happen. Like the boss fights. I felt like all the damage was avoidable in this. If you were like played carefully. Mm -hmm. Oh, and there's an, there's an achievement for every level to go through it without getting hit. So yeah. it is possible. So I guess, it, yeah, it is possible without taking... Yeah, it's skill-based. And yeah. that's what I expect from a newer game like this. And they really give you the tools to um, deal with a lot of problems that brawler beat-em-up games have traditionally had. Like, a, a common problem you run into with these types of games is you're wailing on one dude, and another one sneaks up behind you. And the only way to counter that is really just to reposition yourself and stop beating on the original guy. Uh, that's not really fun and exciting, but this game, it allows you to do, like, this back kick, and it's so fluid that when I'm surrounding by enemies, it's just really easy. I press back and attack and it kicks that guy out of the way and I can keep beating up the guy in front of me. Like, it's just little things like that that I really enjoyed about this game. So me and Mila played about 14 levels of this, Bobby. Do you know how far you got? Well, there's 16 levels in the campaign. Oh, so we were almost there. Yeah, you're, you're right there. And the, and the last right level there. is like you, you refight the boss. So it's not even a full level. Oh, so okay. You're right there. So, Mila's our special Ninja Turtles correspondent. What do you think of the? Uh, what do you think of the of game? The game? Yeah. yeah, the game was actually pretty fun. It felt like it was old timey. Yeah, since like it was pixel <laughs> arted. Yeah, <laughs> not to be offense, not offensing right now, but um, I actually liked the game. It wasn't so bad, but pretty much you can do it with seven players playing. It's really funny too. You, mm-hmm. Which uh, which Ninja Turtle did you play? Uh, I did April actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was funny because she was April O'Neil and I was Splinter, so we had no turtles on the entire ever the entire time <laughs> we were playing it. Mm-hmm. We thought it was nice. called Ninja Turtles. Yeah. What else you got to say? What was your favorite part? What was your worst part? My worst part? Yeah. It's pretty you... much nothing. It's just pretty well, fun. Well, you got bored at level 14. You're like, I'm bored already. No, it's because we would just keep on playing that game over and over without any breaks. Yeah, we played for like two and a half hours straight. Yeah. Like, straight no, no breaks. Yeah, no breaks. It does get a little repetitive. Now, Mila, have you seen the Ninja Turtle movies or cartoons? Nope. 
She okay. knew nothing. She's like, how did they get these powers? Who are they? And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's all in the theme song. <laughs> yeah. You got to watch it, man. You got to watch it. I got to watch it, yeah. yeah. Um, the first movie... I, I love that movie, but it's kind of dark for a kid's movie. It came out in the early 90s, and I, I was a huge Ninja Turtles fan. So, of course, I had to go see it. But it's a, it's a pretty dark movie, looking back on it. Now, the second one gets really goofy. Vanilla Ice has a cameo. Mm. Um, I, you guys must have fought Toka and Razor, uh, Razor in, that, in the video game. Those are from the second movie. But um, well, I played a lot. We fought a bunch of mutants that i'd never seen before yeah, yeah we got we like got a lot of ninjas too yeah. yeah they're all different types really yeah so the the thing about ninja turtles too is that it was a cartoon from like the 80s and 90s so it pretty much was um a way to uh well I'm not going to go on a big history lesson, but until I think about 1984, there was restrictions in the U.S. about marketing to children. So mm-hmm. the way that they were able to get around that was to make cartoons, which were basically just like a half-hour ad for the uh, action figures that you could buy. Ah. Um, because if you were to uh, if you were to have a commercial, you actually would have to show the action figures. There could only be a certain percentage that was like animated to it. But I think they did away with that with a lot of like during the Reagan years. But um, Ninja Turtles, like a, a lot of these old cartoons from the 80s and 90s um, were just basically half hour ads for for action figures. So they had to constantly create new action figures. And that's why in Ninja Turtles, you have all these goofy characters that keep popping up, um, you know, like Rat King or, or, uh, or Slash or, uh, I remember his voice. The rock guy. Yeah. The fly guy. What was Baxter? Yeah. Baxter. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He was pretty funny of what his sentences was. Yeah. yeah. The way, the way he talks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But all this, the reason they have so many characters and even in the later years in Ninja Turtles, they really kind of just got really far out with the character design just so they could stock shelves mm. and, uh, and move the, the product. Um, Really good documentary on Netflix, uh, The Toys That Made Us or something like that. Yeah. They go into detail on this kind of stuff. There's there's also a, uh, a like a a co a co show to that. What's called it's called the movies that made us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's just as good, if not better. Yeah, are you gonna watch those documentaries there, Mila? Interested in any of those ones? Mm, I don't know. I actually yeah. kind of feel like I don't know what you're talking about. I don't exactly. Know yeah, me neither. Yeah. Well, the Reagan years, am I right, guys? <laughs> right now, no, I Reagan years. my yeah. brain, too. Okay, come on, Mila. <laughs> you have to try to understand these new words that you have no idea what they are, but you're a 10 year old. Just try to pretend that you know. There you go. There you go. That's, sure. She's honest. Boy, yep. we do good advice. That's, that was my whole, my whole theory in school. Just pretend you know shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then cussing when there's ten years around, it's the other way around. Do that too. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mila, I think you knocked it out of the park. So, would you recommend that people buy this, or would you recommend that they play it? Or yeah, what do you think? I don't think it's a ripoff or anything. I, I actually think it's a kids-approved game, so like many people should play this. It's a very interesting game. Cool. So, for you people out in this world, universe, dimension, whatever you guys say it, you should buy this. Yeah, there you go. Uh, she's thinking a lot about dimensions right now because we just saw uh, Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness last night. 
And uh, yeah, she's been bringing up different dimensions ever since we saw it. By the way, starts off kind of slow. That movie gets better the, the further you get into it. It's long, but it gets better and better and better. Yeah, right. it's yeah. the most defi- des- uh, divisive Marvel movie. In like Are you the hearing last bad things about it? Wow, dude! A lot of people don't like stuff about it. It's actually kind of upsetting. I love the movie. Doctor Strange is my second favorite Marvel character. So. Yeah, I thought I thought it got better, dude. Towards the end, I was like, "Well, that's so odd." Necro Strange. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you, Mila. You know, there is an alternate dimension in Ninja Turtles called Dimension X. Yeah, I, I think that. that's where the the gecko guy. Well, I think that's where uh, Krang and, and Shredder are from. The, oh, okay. And then they. There's a whole dinosaur uh, spot. Uh, I don't know any of those dinosaurs, dude. Yeah, they like transfer in creatures from Dimension X. I yeah. don't think they ever covered in the movies, but God, I want to. I'm going to rewatch the movies. Oh, I thought you were like, I'm going to write a script. <laughs> <laughs> write another Ninja is, Turtles. Is the new Ninja uh, Turtles movie good? Or bad? I, haven't, I haven't seen it. The, the the new one, like every two years, I feel like it's like Fox where they have to. Well, they had one with Megan Fox. I think that one's actually kind of old now. And then I think they had like a, a completely animated one. Um, I heard both of those were not very good, but the original one, I'm telling you, it is dark. I watched it like maybe I, like two years ago or so. I, I like Splinter gets captured and like tortured yep. and like beaten, and then like the Ninja Turtles like sit around a campfire and have like this really like deep. Uh, it's just, it, it gets really dark and it's live action. So it's like, it, it, it doesn't have that playfulness that the cartoon does. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I recommend it. It's very interesting. And then the second one is just, it's good for the laughs, man. Hmm. All right. All nice. right. Time for listener questions. Well, we do have one subscription, uh, SM Jeff. Subscribing for 28 months. Says, happy Sunday, you beautiful bastards. Happy Sunday to you, too. You're the only person that calls me beautiful. Not even my wife does it. Thank you. Wow. Um, kind of sad. Transition here to Patreon. Support us on Patreon. And you could get a shirt, just like a bunch of other people who got a shirt right now. Um there's a bunch of unpublished shirt designs that we have that I posted in Discord. And if, uh, for some reason, you didn't get a shirt or it's you've already gotten a shirt and it's been a couple years and you're not getting a new one, um, print use these designs and print these shirts yourself. Um, is there a reason why we haven't published some of those? I assume it's because, like, copyright, Bobby? Uh, might be. Yeah, we got in a little trouble with the Mortal Kombat one. Um, the other ones, I do not know. Uh, I'd have to look at what designs we haven't made shirts out of yet. Okay, cool. Because there's a, there's a shit ton. There's a Counter-Strike one. There's a Final Fantasy one. There's quite a few cool I don't know if we have high-resolution images for that. Those are very old. Those are old ones that Chad made a long time ago. Okay, well, use them sparingly, folks. No guarantees here. But... Uh, if you join uh, us on Patreon, if you want to support us, that is the best way to do it. Um, and after three months coming up, since we changed everyone to doing the $5 per month, just one tier, five bucks a month, everyone, uh, the DLG sticker pack is coming out. So next month, everyone, you guys should be making some, getting some stickers, maybe a, a new design too with the shield, you know? That's word on the street that we just talked about. <laughs> Two minutes before this fucking episode. This is how we do everything around here. And this is yeah. why you love us, because we're just uh, people. on the fly. 
Yeah. <laughs> and th- that's it for the plug. We're done. All right. Sweet. Well, let's get to some listener questions. Uh, we've got one from Lasagna McGillicuddy. Would you fuck your clone? Why or why not? And what would you do with them? Yes. Hmm. Absolutely. What would you do with them? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Man, this is so interesting. I would huh. I would do a lot. Yeah, I would do a lot with my clone. Because I also know that if it's me, it's it's going to be a good time. Like, yeah. It's going to be a fucking good time. Like, I know it's going to be a good time. So, yeah, definitely. I, you're like, it's me. I wouldn't fuck myself because I know the other person wouldn't enjoy that. But I think we would definitely do a double Dutch rudder or, like, jack each other off, you know, for sure. <laughs> with... Not looking at each other, but like look at maybe like with the partition, maybe like in a urinal stall, something like that. <laughs> we could work something out. Are you but, trying? Are you trying to say that like if you fucked yourself, then yourself wouldn't have I don't a good think time? So. I have a very large penis. I have a very small anus. So <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a good combination. You know, it's, it's just not uh, fair okay. for cloney or cloner. All right. Either way, somebody's getting fucked. <laughs> what about uh, you, Bob? Oh, sorry. No? No, eventually I'd probably just talk about Warhammer or something with him and just never get anything done. That sounds like the best thing for you, though, man. That sounds like a Nick fantasy. It would be, sec- it would be orgasmic, for sure. The best thing, actually, was I would have someone to paint yeah. all my shit for me. Wow. Like, go do it. Can you imagine your clones being like, you think maybe I can paint it sometime and I just hold it? Just hold the fucking thing. Stop moving. <laughs> Put your hand here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to pass on that. <laughs> what would you do with the clone, Bobby? Put them to work. Uh, probably, yeah, yeah. I could use a hand. <laughs> go to work. <laughs> Hang out with my girlfriend. Bobby, you haven't brought up piano in like forever. Are you still on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I haven't had very much time to practice. Dude, Mila has not. She just had um, her whatever three year like recital or whatever. Mm-hmm. Man, um, she's come a long way, man. And wow. she played her recital pieces without looking. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, you know that's really everybody's different, but for me, I can't really play a piece well until I have it memorized. Mm. So. Sometimes it's nice to still have the notes there just so you can catch yourself if you need to and kind of uh, keep track of where you are. But for the most part, like anytime I, I reach a point where I can just play a piece well, it's it's all up in my head. Nice. Um, next question from Tagloro. What game or part of a game gave you the biggest emotional reaction? Something that made you cry or upset and lingered for a while afterwards. Additionally, do you think games are more or less effective than other media at eliciting such feelings? So this Damn. game didn't make me cry, but definitely lingered with me was um, this War of Ours. Um, because uh, it's this game um, that has like a cross-section of an uh, old apartment where you're just trying to survive during a war. And there's no way to really win this game without doing some shitty people, some shitty things to some regular people. You know, you have to rob your neighbors. You have to um, take advantage of things that are there that probably should go to somebody else. You know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, these guys, these guys, I will never forget them. Um, the this developer, I don't know their name, but I I won't forget what they did, um, which was. They were like, a, first thing they did was 
if you have to uh if you have to steal our game steal it it's fine like if you don't have the money for it or if you can't afford it just they just gave people blank check to just steal their game and then later on they give it away for free uh a few years later and um yeah it's just a yeah the road if you remember that book or that movie it's it's like that Dude, like there's no that's a heavy heavy there's book, no man. there's no good but there's important yeah hmm for me um for those who've played the last of us there is a moment involving two brothers and uh at the time i was actually really really close to my brother um uh i mean it's been out for fucking ever um essentially a younger brother gets bitten um by one of these zombies and the older brother who's been taking care of him for the long time um and kind of like sheltering him from things like the the younger brother knows about stuff but he doesn't really know the extent of everything um the older brother because of him losing his younger brother ends up killing himself and dude that fucked me up for like days like straight days like it it messed me up for a while Hmm. um and you know and it's it's part of the masterpiece of the game. Like you can't fault the game for any reason for you know having that in there, but it, it is so good. That's the first one, Nick. That's the first one. Yeah. Is there going to be a third one, or they're done? Uh, they're remaking the first one right now, and the second one's engine. And then people think there's going to be a game tied in the same universe, but not a third one. Gotcha. It's it's such a cash cow that you know. Yeah. How could they leave it alone? Yeah. Bobby. I don't know. This touches on what we were talking about last week. Days you missed out on that, or maybe you didn't. I don't well, know. <laughs> it's, it's not to say that like it doesn't happen. Yeah. However, unlikely. Uh, does the question for Zap was like, uh, why do you hate stories in video games? <laughs> and Bobby went on for forty-five minutes beautifully and ad- <laughs> eloquently about like why it doesn't work, and he made a no, lot it doesn't of work points. for me. Yeah. Um, but I do remember liking. The Bioshock games. So I'll be honest, like uh, the original Bioshock game, that whole Ayn Rand thing was totally lost on me. It didn't pick up on it at all, really. And then kind of people would talk about it later and be like, oh, yes, of course, yes. The, uh, obviously, the, the metaphors and the, the big words, you know, and like I'd pretend to be smart. Like I knew what the hell was going on, but I was just like playing a video game, shooting people. Like, that's like me though right now. You're like, when you're 10 years old and you hear words that you don't know, you just nod your head and pretend, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Bioshock 3, Infinite, I remember really enjoying. And obviously that has that really off-putting racism at the very beginning, which... Um, you mean throughout the game? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you look around, that shit is horrific. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of it. But there's a particular scene in the beginning mm-hmm. where they it really puts your face in it and draws attention to it. And like from, from that point on, it, it just becomes kind of a part of the world and more in the background. But in, uh, at the very end... I. It was a really complex ending, and I remember having to go online and watch some YouTube videos to kind of figure out. But I remember really enjoying that. And, uh, it, God, that was almost 10 years ago now, but I, I remember it being something kind of like a multiverse where, you know, there's so many different alternate realities and different versions of yourself making different choices that really the decisions don't matter. And throughout the game, there's this whole coin flipping thing. And, 
you know, she asks you, or you have to flip a coin or something, and then you make a decision like this or that. And then by the end of the game, you find out none of it even matters. Because it was all pre preordained for that. It's a, it's all already done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're, uh, you're essentially stuck in a loop. Yeah. And the version of you, um, it doesn't matter because you're living out this pattern that uh, you need to live out to completion. And then there's other versions of you out there doing things different, but, but for you, it doesn't matter. So yeah, I don't know. It, it was a long time ago and I'm a little fuzzy on the memory there, but I do remember enjoying Bioshock Infinite. Uh, days. Have you played all three? Uh, the first two, I watched a lot of my friends play because I was too scared to play it. The uh-huh. fucking dudes, the, uh-huh. the dudes, the hooks on the ceilings, I would yeah. beg to differ. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a pretty scary game. Yeah, depending yeah. on like, I loved, you, I loved Bioshock. is freaky as fuck, dude. You played like, all fighting them. crackheads? Yeah. Mm, not fun. I did, yeah, I did play all the way through of Infinite, though, because I just thought that that was so gorgeous and stunning and interesting, but... Mm-hmm. Less scary, um, now I think about it. Way less scary, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, it's all clean and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. But for me, like, the biggest emotional reaction I've gotten from a game and continuously do, and I love this game, is uh, Spiritfarer. I love that game. Mm-hmm. It's so cute, and it. I really think that it truly helps in a sense with like grieving and the concept of death and like the concept of just really enjoying the present moment and the like relationships and the connections that you make with people while you have them because they are not here for forever, you know? And it was just one of those games that really stuck with me with that kind of theme while being so relaxing and like kind of beautiful to find out, you know? So that game sticks with me and I think about that game quite a bit. And when yeah, you've brought this game up like two or three times, and every one of the times, I'm sure I I made this connection. I'm not sure if I'm right, but if it is it one of the first uh, small indie games that Microsoft picked up, like um, they remember they're promoting like indie titles for a little while, so they would buy out completely uh, a small industry. I think there was one of them. I'm not sure, though. That was pretty early on with was Game Pass and stuff. Yeah, yeah I remember it was first stuff. on there. And I played it a little bit on Game Pass, and I loved it that I just said, yeah, fuck that. I'm going to buy it on Steam and give them some money. And Speaking then, of which, uh, Christian, his new favorite game is... Uh, what is the game you're playing off of my account nonstop? Uh, Hades. Dude. Hades. He, dude, Hades yeah. is the shit. He loves oh, my God. It. I literally can't fucking. As soon as Emilio logs off of Final Fantasy VII, I'm on a. <laughs> it's like Dude. I only get as much work done as he is playing games, and when he's off, I'm playing Hades. Last, like, Go to work, Emilio. Damn it! Last week I got 20 minutes of gameplay all all week. 20 minutes. He te- he fucking sends me a message in the middle of my 20 minutes. He's like, "You getting off soon?" Like in the middle <laughs> of my the 20 minutes of last week. Anyway, uh, that's not what happened, but yeah, yeah. it's close, close so, enough for the story. So he's playing off of my account, which, of course, go for it. Uh, but he's afraid of losing his save. Bobby, do you know if he he will retain his save? Because yeah. if he buys his own version of the game, right. yeah, his save will transfer over. I've okay. done that well, before. Because I've I see Emilio's save on my game. It's like 142 escape attempts. So I picked my save slot on the opposite end. Oh, that's really weird. I haven't seen that I, before. But I'm I, so scared. Dave Save Manager will handle all of this, right? I don't know. I haven't used that in forever. Uh, I, I if my, if my save, now. 
if my save is lost, I have to blow up my computer. I don't know what I'm going to do. Quit gaming. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you can manually back that up somehow if you just find like the location on your computer. But I've th- I've done it several times where I played something off of someone else's account, and then I bought the game myself, and this it, 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 the saves just transfer right over. Yeah, it should. It really should. But yeah, but then I, I miss messaging Emilio for you know <laughs> that's kind of fun. I don't. Anyway, mind uh, what's your favorite boon like? Uh, like boon God combination boons from oh man uh that's a difficult question i don't know i think uh hermes in between hermes and zeus i like the uh lightning play i like the lightning bounces i think it makes the end boss really easy um Ooh. but the hermes boons i like you know if you go to the room you can see the most the boons you win with the most of the time yes so every time I've won, I have like five or six Hermes boons. I have like quicker movement speed, extra extra uh, dash, uh, dodge chance, uh, all of them like heroic or epic or whatever. And I just can't lose with them. Like, yeah. So I really like, um, is it Athena? Athena that like um, you get some sort of bomb, like artillery shot. Is that right? Uh, way I don't off? know if it's Athena. It's one of the weapons because you get like a machine gun. Yeah, it's either a thin or Poseidon, one of the two that you it turns it, turns it into it a rocket launcher yeah. or a mortar. Super because there's fun. two of them. Super fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's like the best, but it's definitely super fucking fun to b- turn the whole game into an artillery game. Bobby, how have you, you both, not played this yet, dude? I told you I'm waiting. Oh, I don't know. What I'm waiting until it cools down a little bit because everybody was playing this game. Everybody loved it. Game of the year all game over the, the place. Yeah. yeah, like everybody gave it game of the year. So I don't, I, I can't come in like two months later and be like, hey, everybody, I want to talk about Hades, you know? Like, now you have to wait. Now you have to wait till the Christian heat dies off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I fuck, Is it a good time I to get it. into Hades? No, I'm just I, kidding. <laughs> I think so. It's always, Jesus Christ. Yeah. it's always a good time. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, the Livingston asked, what country would you recommend moving to? Canada. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get too political, but to me, Canada seems better than the United States politically. Um, they don't have as many guns i mean i i mean like they can't defend themselves as well as we can uh so i don't know uh but also when i'm when i visited portugal i was like this is the place for me like drugs are legal <laughs> uh, and not just that but just like in general it's like pretty liberal um the tax rate is like just like a flat number and everybody pays the same and like i don't, I don't know i I, all the people I met there were happy. Where do you where do you go somewhere and like the street vendors are happy to live there and be part of it? And are usually the street vendors are not from there. They're usually immigrants. Here it was all fucking Portuguese people. And by the way, they're beautiful skin tone. I mean, it's it's just like Sam Sam and I was the only place where we've ever been. We're like, I would like to move here. It's the only place. Hmm. Yeah, they don't have a flat tax, by the way. All right, sorry. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't mean I meant not overly complex tax system. Is what I meant. Ah, yeah. For me, the answer to this fuck question. You, Chris. <laughs> the answer to this question, I think it, it it's it's like, what would you recommend for for what? Right? Like, uh, are you looking at what 
place is going to be the easiest to get into, what place is going to have the best education or healthcare. For me, I would care very much about healthcare. So like I, I would look into and have been looking into Germany. Um, I know that they have like a really good setup with their healthcare and they are rated a little bit higher with hat. Well, a lot of places are rated higher in happiness than the United States. So I don't know, yeah. quite a lot, man. I've heard, I've heard <laughs> it's full of Germans though. Uh, in Germany? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to imagine that. Yeah. They censor their video games over there. They do. They do. <laughs> it's also where a lot of video games are <laughs> Not their porn, though. Their porn is off the charts. Not that I know. <laughs> I mean, I hear uh, Norway me. <laughs> is really great, too, but it's very cold. Uh, I, I want to play the censored version of Wolfenstein. I, I know they cover up, like, all the swastikas and everything, but do they change the dialogue, too? That's just, how do you get around the Nazi thing in that yeah. game, you know? Like, how do you navigate I, that? They bleed rainbows. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, it'd be, it'd be Japan. Um, it seems like a lot of people keep themselves there, and I'm not saying, like, I'm anti-social or anything. Um, sure, the language barrier would suck, but Vivian would be able to learn J- Japanese, and, you know, it's not that hard to learn a lot of the basics of things. Me and Leslie went to language school. We're good. Um. Obviously, the food, we'd probably lose, like, fucking 80 pounds from all the healthy food there. Yeah. Or just gain 80 pounds, one of the two. <laughs> from eating all the fucking fried food, too. Um, but, yeah, no, J- Japan Japan is definitely... Another thing is, like, in America, we have, like, these big-ass houses full of, with like, all these shit and all this stuff. It's, like, in Japan, it's, like, I got my little fucking apartment or tiny house in the, outside of the city, and everything's kind of my own kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah, Jap- right. Japan's definitely higher on the list as well. I kind of feel like man. California is its own country, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's it, so it, California. If you as someone who dude. lived there for twenty four <laughs> fucking years and then move to Georgia, it is a whole different country. Just I've, a heads up, it's got the higher. It's got a higher GDP. I think it's the seventh highest GDP in the world. Is just California alone? Oh, no, yeah, I think it's higher than that, dude. It's high. Yeah, well, Hollywood. And then and people that, are like, mm, stupid California. It's like, where do you think all your money's coming from, idiot? Yeah. Like, your, your doo-doo fucking state is getting funded from us. Yeah. You keep selling boiled peanuts, and we'll continue fucking <laughs> so united. developing the modern world. No, trust me. It's uh, stupid. Uh, so I, I heard this. Uh, I saw the. I read this somewhere. It was oh like, in Europe, you can lose so many listeners right now. <laughs> In, Fuck. in Europe, you get to travel around around to different countries and like get different cultures. And then I read, uh, but traveling around the United States in the different states is almost the same. And I was like, yeah. uh, I much, mean, there's actually. definitely differences, definitely differences. But did an American every, write that? I don't know. Probably that sounds like some American shit, though. Yeah. Like it's so different. Like no, but it's written, it's, so it's true, days. I don't know. I, uh, I'd much rather I'm traveling uh, through the United States, like I don't. It's there's a lot of differences in different places. Like, of course, California is going to be very different than New England and very different from Texas. But I forget New England's a state. 
or an area. <laughs> that is such a shame because it is an amazing part of the United States. <laughs> You're just missing out on, but it's also its own bubble too. <laughs> so everywhere you go, though, is going to have their own like regional bubbles and everything. Anything that's and you should than Fresno, think your bubble about. is is great, though. Like you should yeah, think exactly. your bubble's great because if I go somewhere, this is why I don't like Ohio. You go to Ohio, who's like, yeah, Ohio's the best. Nobody, you hear Nobody. me, Ohio. I don't think California is the best. <laughs> I, I don't think it's California is the best at all either. I would never move back to California unless my one of my parents became gravely ill. I would never fucking move back. I'm moving to Texas. Uh, I live here, dude. <laughs> you know I was what? just thinking. I was just thinking this episode. I was just thinking this episode. I was like, man, I really need to get Nick to move here instead of Texas. That's what I was thinking about. You know what's you know what's funny is me and Leslie go, ago. if we had to live one place in California, we always say San Diego. Of course, it's paradise. It's it's essentially paradise. Like yeah. it, it is such an awesome place. Yeah. Anyway, it's pretty cool. So, <laughs> moving on, uh, Just Marconia says, "Need help? College roommate I haven't heard from a decade asked me." Uh, for feedback in one of his short audio dramas. It's the second file on the website. I gave him some feedback, but I feel like he needs opinions from people that don't know him at all. Listen to it and let us know what you think. And then he posted a... It's a what, though? Website. Um, it's an audio novel? Radio drama? Oh, interesting. That people are trying to do things like that. 19 fucking 12 radio dramas? Yeah, fuck it. Bring Why it not, back. dude? Why not? If you got a story to tell, that's a great way to do it. Doesn't cost You guys want to... Do you guys want to listen to it? Uh, 21 minutes. You guys on there? You guys oh, got it? Oh, 21 minutes? Uh, that is way uh, too long for us. The, Let's that, hear the there's audio. a trailer. Let's hear the audio quality. Oh, there's a trailer. Light. Ooh. A poem by Dwayne Peterson. Temporal semblance in a vast reality. A shining beacon on the fabric of life's toil. Being of light exemplified in purity. Innate record of the ancient past, yet observed as the vestige of divine acts brought forth. I think I he I'm, ma- I'm not going to listen to his story, but I'll suck his dick. God damn. Yeah, good voice actor material, I think. <laughs> nice. I think it's a good voice. Uh, they got to fix the, Is it okay, voice? the hum in the back. Yeah, you need... Yeah. Yeah. Got to fix that. Yep. Yeah. You need better recording audio, and uh, the voice sounded a little f- forced. That's all. Not crazy, though. They're not like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing you a wacky radio drama. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. welcome. No, it has potential. It has potential there. Wow. (laughs) Yep. It wasn't the way. Yeah, it's not as bad as we're making it sound. It's, you know, it's a thing that exists. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I hope that was helpful. We can't, we can't <laughs> stop it from existing. <laughs> uh, we're the worst. All right. Well, let's let's try this next question here. Morconia says, need advice. If given the opportunity, would you take on a second spouse? Who has the time? Who would Fuck have the time? No, dude. Well, the second spouse would be, it would just be doing all the stuff we need to get done. You know what I mean? Like, I would imagine... The second spouse isn't contributing much more in like uh, you're developing a spouse hierarchy. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> There's Already? a bottom. Yeah, your bottom bitch. Wow. 
There's an episode of the, the uh, South Park you need to watch if you don't understand this. But there's a bottom bitch, and she she handles everything. She knows who's in the hierarchy. She knows what everybody's expected of, all that stuff. And then from there on, you can add chores. So you, the second one would be just like in charge of housekeeping. So, yes. As it wouldn't work, she would leave because it sucks. She's in Mercedes. She's my bottom bitch. Yeah, I hate my boss, and she would leave. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not even taking on one spouse, man. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean a second one? Bobby's I'm just like, lose half my money if I don't like them in five years? Nuh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm also not going to get married and have a spouse, but if you're saying take on a second partner, yeah, why not? Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there a TV show? There's that, always a TV show. Yeah. No, no, not a reality show. Like they had, this was like from 15 years ago. It was like Big Family or something. Or I don't know. <laughs> that is the most. That sounds like a show that they make up inside of a show. Welcome back to the eight o'clock showing of Big Family. Yeah, <laughs> a show they made up inside of a show. That's so good. Well, it was a pretty old one, so yeah, I probably had a big dumb name, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was about like a polygamist or something. It was like it was That's kind good. of a popular show. Like this was a thing that existed. No, dude. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know. I think polyamory is pretty cool. I, I, I think like it that, is too. I it think it would be a lot of upkeep too, though emotional upkeep. I, think... I can't. I can't do emotions anymore, man. I just, love <laughs> I just stop no feeling. No more. I got a kid. I got a new fucking dog. I'm done. L- listen. Can't feel if you're I don't even have time for another side. friend right now. Like another spouse? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Are you out of your fucking mind? Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't even dude, like my friends, but I got to keep them because I don't want to try to get new ones. Okay. Uh, like, like, uh, Polly. Okay. So jealousy is like some ancient fucking monkey shit. I, if you're smart enough, I think you can just work your way through it. I really do. I feel like if like two men and two female or whatever, two like a, a a group of four people were all intermingled, they could probably get done more than two individual groups. Facts. Are you yeah. trying to talk us into a cult now? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sex cult. No. When, <laughs> when somebody <laughs> claims leadership, that's when four you Four people get, that's when on you, a gaming podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know. listen, I know you're at DLGCon. I know you paid money, but you're going to have to suck the dick. I'm sorry. Jeez. Look, I got tender cheeks. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, that's fun. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's keep moving on. So moving on from the Livingston. Hey, what's everybody's favorite chick flick? Ooh, I saw one. Uh, Bridesmaids. Yeah, that's a, apparently that's a good one, right? Dude, it's such a good movie. I don't know if you want to hear mine. All right, go ahead. I was going to say, um, nobody else has The Exorcist as their favorite chick flick? Just No. <laughs> I fucking hate chick flicks. No. <laughs> I don't like watching them. All the them. people to say that the person that's quote unquote the scared, the scariest. Yeah. Scariest, yeah. Scariest, the Exorcist is the most beautiful love story of them all, dude. <laughs> Just kidding. It means and a priest. Bobby, coming from like a, like a movie buff. Uh, perspective there must have been a couple of like actually oh like th- what's the wedding one that we watched um, marriage story the marriage I, story. I don't know first of all I, th- I think the whole term chick flick is kind of like i don't know it, it it seems like it uh i don't know it seems like it diminishes like are there movie, not like, movies that are 
that appeal to a no, no, not appeal, but a targeted. There are targeted movies. Most movies are targeted. Oh yeah, yeah. Wide ranging targeted targets. You have, um, yeah, but usually when people say chick flick, they're using it in more of a derogatory sense, like ah, it's a chick flick. Well, we're about to solve that. So what's the good one? (laughs) Oh, God. I don't know. No, they suck. (laughs) I mean, I like... um, There's one that I've always liked, but that's just because, like, I I watched it, I think, after my 21st birthday, or right around my 21st birthday, and I I was having a real shitty day, and I went to the movie theater with a bottle of champagne and drank it while I watched 13 going on 30. Mm. And uh, it was a great time. Isn't that a swapping? Um, it's a time travel one. Yeah, so she uh, she goes back into like her her childhood self, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, Jennifer Garner, mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo, Judy Greer. That was the last time Bobby was happy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but I think I was thinking about this the other day, like romantic comedies, and there's a lot of movies out there that you don't think of as romantic comedies, but are romantic comedies. Um, or there, you think of them more as comedies, but then there is a romantic element to them. And I had a great example that I cannot really remember what it was now. I wish I would have had it. Uh, yeah. No, no, we're waiting. Exorcist. Go ahead. It's cool. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the exorcist, the exorcist is a love story between man and God, but that's a whole nother way. You don't want to hear. <laughs> Thank you. See? Okay. So yeah, you get yeah, me. Bobby, you need your own movie <laughs> podcast just on your own. Just, well, I think Christian's got something that. to say here. He's, uh, he's got a movie up that he watched. Guys, um, this movie called Marry Me oh. is the best um, romantic comedy I've, I've, I've ever watched. This is the new one with J-Lo and Luke Wilson? Or yeah. Owen yeah. Wilson. Jennifer Lopez. So Owen Wilson is in the audience, and he has this sign, and he's like the reluctant. He reluctantly wants to marry or gets involved with Jennifer Lopez, Lopez because her husband breaks up with her, um, and they're supposed to get married on stage, and she just, like, picks him out of the audience randomly. Um, oh, wow. it's, it's super corny, wow. but it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And he does say that in the crowd, that's why she picks, he, he's just, he's like looking like a fish. He was like, wow, wow, <laughs> wow. And then she just points to him and says, you. And, uh, and then he goes, oh, it, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a completely typical story, but, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I loved how, it. Wait, how, two, 2.8 on letterbox. Jesus yeah, Christ. dude. How high were you? That's why yeah. every time you review something, I have to check how high you were when you watched it. How high were you when you watched this? I wasn't high. I was in love. No, I, went, <laughs> I went, I went with Rianne and I was expecting like nothing. Yeah. Um, and I got exact, I got just like a good feel good film. And I was surprised. Well, so yeah, like, what, you, if they get random... you at the right time, if you get, get you during male, like, um, uh, your cycle. Yeah, your cycle, whatever that's called. There's a, there's yeah. like a man version yeah. of like oh yeah, yeah I mean, like, hormones. There's there's a there's one with Keanu Reeves where where he dates uh, Black Widow. Uh, what's her Scarlett name? Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. What's that one? It's called something. Summer is in the name. Anybody? Anybody? Definitely not Midsummer. No, it wasn't know. Midsummer. Three hundred days of summer. No, I don't think so. Anyway, okay, five hundred days of summer because five hundred days of summer is the worst movie I've ever watched, other than Tall Girl. Is that with Did Keanu Reeves? Jiggly or Giggly with uh, uh, Jesse Jordan Gordon? Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. What's uh, what's what's the movie? Right, whatever. Nobody knows what I'm talking about, but I enjoyed it. Like somebody was dying with cancer, they loved each other. They loved each other even harder. 
until one of them died. Talking about that's, the notebook? No, oh, no, yeah. that's the one she has dementia. I never watched that. Never saw the notebook. Wow. This okay. is the worst segment we've ever had. Let's move yeah, on. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I don't know what that movie was. Shit. Okay, I yeah. give up. Um, what's everybody playing next week? Uh, more not. chivalry. Yeah, enjoy chivalry. Nice. You didn't talk about it this week. Did, were you playing this week as well? I did Coming play, to America. Didn't really talk about that's it. the movie I was thinking of. Coming to America is a rom- It's a romance movie, but everyone thinks of it as a comedy. Yeah. Wow. It's a romantic it comedy. Is, it's, yeah. a, it's a romantic comedy, but uh, nobody really thinks about the romance part. Yeah. I think it's a Eddie Murphy vehicle, 80s comedy. Because the first woman throws him, herself at him. Because mm-hmm. he wants it. to find true she love. He wants to right. marriage. Yeah. Some say she's still hopping on one leg to this day. Well, And barking like a dog. In the sequel, I, I think they handled that, right? Yeah, they did. <laughs> um. Yeah, what are we playing next? I, I, I'm sticking to it, guys. Like, it's so easy to get into. Final, you might be listening about Final Fantasy VII for the next four weeks. Right, I apologize. All right. Well, you know, we never talk about Final Fantasy games uh, since Chi was on the podcast and Ray. So, you know, there's probably people out there who want to hear about that. Uh, I am probably going to check out Maneater this week. That was a game that was recently free on Game pa- or. Epic Games. Hi. I'm uh I'm probably gonna play a little bit Isn't more of ESO High Isles, but uh hopefully might play some Demio, but otherwise I'm not gonna be playing too many video games. I'm going to Canada, so to see a pretty cool person get married. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm about to see uh Sniper. Uh yeah, Friday. It's exciting. Pretty cool. So, will you be back for the one after that? Uh, yeah. How long will you be over there? Till the 5th of July. Okay. My brother's third, so his wedding's more important than my All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's the real reason I didn't go. I like presents. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to give them. That's what it is. He just wants to take them. I love you, Chris. I think you have a, a congratulations, buddy. And uh, if you need a real best man, I can like preload something for you if you want. Uh, like, uh, like what? Give me, give me like a ten second, twenty second speech. Well, I'd be like, uh, me and Chris used to go out on the town looking for bitches, and uh, didn't usually work out for me. It would. For him, it wouldn't. And it, this would happen over and over and over. And we'd get sadder and sadder and sadder. And then one day, somebody felt bad for her. And her name was Rianne. And now they're about to get married. How's that? Off the cuff. Well, that, I, that was pretty good. I it have that in my pocket. You think I have fucking... It, I do. I do think you have, by the way, in your pocket. In my pocket. Multiple <laughs> best man speeches ready to go. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Don't come to Canada. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no Canada. All right, Nick, did you say what you were playing next week? Yeah, chivalry. Chivalry. Okay. Yeah. I didn't catch that. All right. I think that's a wrap. All right. Yeah. Speaking for Bobby, Chris, Nick, Amanda, and myself. Uh, shit. Final titties, everybody. They happen to be a fantasy. <laughs> 
fucking drunk. <laughs> it is <laughs> hot in here. It is hot in here. Let's take all our clothes off. Nope. Nope. <laughs>